Welcome to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. Every Friday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Pacific and online at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. In 2013, inspired by the book Wines of Lebanon by Michael Karam, filmmakers Mark Johnston and Mark Ryan set out to change the perceptions of the Middle East, and in particular, the tiny nation of Lebanon, by examining an enigmatic and misunderstood part of the world with winemakers who had a story to tell. Featuring a slew of legendary Lebanese winemakers, Mark Johnston and Mark Ryan took a deep dive into archival history and thousands of hours of editing, and they have accomplished for the first time a film about Lebanon, wine, and the conflict that has come to define that region. It's a complex story about one of the oldest winemaking regions on earth. And with that, we're joined today by the co-directors of the film Wine and War, the untold story of wine in the Middle East, and that would be Mark Johnston and Mark Ryan, too. Both of you, welcome to Film School Radio. Thank you. For me personally, this is a story I hadn't heard anything about. I didn't know about winemaking in, in the Middle East, and I certainly didn't know anything about winemaking in Lebanon. And it is apparently one of the richest, most storied winemaking regions in the world. How did you, I'll start with you, Mark Ryan, how did you come upon this story and the, what prompted the documentary film? Um, well, uh, I work at, I do wine documentaries often. Um, I'm hired by wineries or regions to, to make films about their region. And I'd always heard about uh, Chateau Moussard, uh, Serge Hochard is the wine winemaker there. Never been there. In 2009, I was, or my girlfriend at the time, I should say, um, was invited for a wedding in Beirut. And so I just said, yes, please. I, I've heard about, you know, if you've ever get invited to a Lebanese wedding, you should go it, it, because <laughs> they, they party like there's no tomorrow, which is kind of the theme of our film in a way, partying per se, but living life to the fullest. And so I went and uh, basically um, pitched the idea to um, my uh, co-director, Mark Johnston, who we were making a documentary in Lithuania at the time. And we made this our next project, basically. So um, you want to pick up the story from there, Mark Johnston? I found out about this project through Mark while we were um, finishing up our documentary, The Invisible Front. And um, I was just super excited to hear about another country, unknown country that had uh, a war story. And we were deep, deep after like seven years into the last war story. So it seemed like a perfect fit. So what we did was contact uh, Michael Karam, who wrote the book Wines of Lebanon. When we got a hold of him, we were very excited to uh, hear that he was very interested in meeting us. So we hopped on a plane, got to Lebanon, drove up to his, which was actually one of the hardest drives <laughs> of all time. So if you imagine driving on like the most sketchy road possible with cars coming at your, like right at you, you would be in a situation where you might think you're going to die. And so he gave us the address to his house in Zabuha, which is way, way up high in the mountains of Lebanon. And Lebanon is very, very mountainous as, as a country goes. It's, you have the ocean and the sea, and you have these cities around it. And then yeah. straight behind you, you have the mountains. So the, most of the country is up in the mountains. 
we had to navigate to get to his place, which uh, again, was probably one of the scariest drives I've ever had to do. Literally the scariest rocks on the road. There was fires happening. Natural fires were burning like you would see in Napa Valley right now. And uh, we made it to his house somehow. Um, not, not too scathed, but when we met him and he treated us like all Lebanese do with delicious food and wine and, and hosted us for a few days at his house. Uh, we really got to know him and got to know about the characters in his book. And that really set us off on our journey. There are some amazing people in this film. Um, and uh, given what you just described in your journey to, to meet with Michael, uh, you also had the context and it may not have been an issue, but certainly for someone from the outside looking in, you always have that specter of, of, sectarian violence at least and i don't know if this was is played into some of your get from where you were to get to where michael karam was but uh, i would imagine that that would have to play in your minds a little bit when you were sort of embarking on this journey and how the 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 shifting winds of of the that region of the world and how it can seemingly change on a dime um Mark Ryan, do you want to talk about just sort of before you even got into the filmmaking part of this, how much did that factor into how you were approaching this film? It took us a long time in our filmmaking because we set out to make a non, non-political, non-religious film about, about Lebanon and its winemaking culture. So that by its very nature was extremely difficult to do in a country where practically everything is political, just like it is right now in America. But we were directly affected uh, on more than a few occasions. Um, we could hear shelling uh, in Damascus while we were filming in um, the Bekaa Valley, which is, it's, the, the distances are so compressed there. So it's right over the hill is you're in Damascus basically. So Mark could talk about ISIS or there was a do you want to talk about that, Mark? Well, before you do, uh, Mark Johnson, uh, this is the thing I've heard uh, w- when people describe the Middle East, Israel, you can fly from the ocean to the the other end of it in about 20 minutes, that this idea of how just how on top of each other th- these people are in this region of the, in the, of the world. I don't think the Americans truly appreciate just what a compressed area we're talking about. But go ahead, Mark Johnson, talk about uh, the ISIS incident, I guess. To your point, I mean, you could drive around Lebanon in six hours, full loop. So that's just by car. So it's all, it's all very close. You have Syria in the, the east and you have Israel in the south. So it's all very neighborhoody, if you will. Um, <laughs> and so, yeah, the ISIS story. I mean, there's so many stories. The ISIS story, we were out filming. We were invited to go to Baalbek uh, Music Festival, which happens in August. And it's... Uh, a very well-known event that happens every year. Uh, you got great jazz musicians. This time you had uh, a famous Lebanese jazz musician musician by the name of Ibrahim Malouf. And so we were invited to go uh, film and interview him. Um, the interview didn't happen, but we filmed uh, the performance. And Baalbek is one of the great last standing uh, Roman ruins, probably the greatest preserved out there. And on these ruins, you see poppy leaves, you see vine leaves. Uh, So it's very much rooted in ancient wine culture. And so we were there filming, not 15 kilometers away, war broke out with uh, the Lebanese military and ISIS. 
so here we are filming this beautiful event and 15 kilometers away, there's a full on war happening. Uh, we didn't know about it, but we certainly found out about it on the way out where there was checkpoints everywhere, military checkpoints, Hezbollah checkpoints. Baalbek is in deep Hezbollah land. It's in the capital, which is Baalbek basically where Hezbollah has their headquarters. So getting out of there was very sketchy for sure. Let's dive into the, you know, into the film itself, what, what you were bringing to our attention, which is winemaking and how it, how it weaves its way and into the fabric of Lebanese society and how it has for, dare I say, is it thousands of years? How, what we're talking just, this is an incredible story, just that alone. Um, Mark Ryan, do you want to take that? Well, oh yeah, I'm <clears throat> at least 7,000 years, as far as um, we can tell. Um, they just, uh, National Geographic just published an article about a Phoenician wine press that um, we actually film at in our, in our documentary um, that has recently been unearthed there from around the first century BC. But um, no, it's, um, you know, Lebanon is kind of at a crossroads of many things uh, in that region. You know, many different cultures have left their mark. Most recently, the, the French kind of propelled them into kind of the modern wine industry, you know, in the, around the turn of the, of the 19th century, the end of the 19th century. You know, it's, it's a very rich culture, as well as uh, the vineyards themselves are, have been um, battlegrounds, literal battlegrounds for um, tank battles, uh, sky, you know, planes coming out of the sky. This was in, you know, the early 80s, you know, so um, it's the civil war that two, in, two, in 1982, the, the uh, when the Israelis uh, invaded Lebanon, that's right. Correct. Yeah. When, when they were expelling the PLO out of out of Beirut and, and the Bekaa. Right. Yeah. And uh, Mark Johnson, help me out with the person, the the winemaker. Uh, I think it was Serge, who said that the history of wine is the history of civilization. It, it, this sort of the idea that people who made wine in the earliest times had it had, was a communal effort, and this was sort of the in many ways the kind of a building block for people to build community. Is that is that a fair fair way to put it? Is it? Absolutely. Sir Chochar was like a very astute um, history buff. And so he had read many, many books. I mean, the first time we met Serge, his library was just full of ancient history. And so he wove together a very philosophical view, uh, a worldview, which is basically that wine is the reason civilization started. Because you could take your wheat, you could take your cows and goats, and you could move nomadically. But once people started to plant vineyards, uh, it forced people to settle. And um, so he... Uh, along with um, Patrick McGovern, who's a very respected uh, archaeologist and scientist, uh, also would make that claim that wine is one of the reasons that civilization started. And, and we're talking in an area um, that is where civilization began. Right. So this is, this is the beginning of it all. Right. They talk about the Crescent Valley. You know that this is the this is literally the the birthplace of what we know as civilization. It's pretty amazing. Um, and and just the more you peel back the layers of this region, the more impressive it is. We today have this, I think, very unfair filter of what the Middle East is. It's for my lifetime. It's been the battleground of 
the Ottoman and the Turks and the British and the Americans and and all of the different permutations of Sunni and Shia and and Alawites and all, it's just all kinds of some just this mad stew of of conflict. But there's also this region is also an, a remarkable document to humanity in so many different ways. Mathematics. I mean, you can go on and on about why it's such an important region and how we've, in some ways, and this is the beauty of the film *Wine and War*, is that we you start to we start to understand a greater context for this region. Before we go any further, I just want to remind our listeners we're speaking with Mark Johnston and Mark Ryan, and uh, they have uh, the film is called *Wine and War: The Untold Story of Wine in the Middle East*. And before we go any further, I want to let people know that they can watch the film. It'll be in uh, at the Lemley Theaters here in, in Los Angeles area on October 9th. And you can find out more about the film by going to wineandwar.com. But also some of the proceeds from the film will be going to help out uh, a Beirut's St. George Hospital, which was hit hard by the recent explosion on August 4th, uh, which decimated much of Beirut and that port the part of the port that it was, was it fertilizer? Is that, have we determined it was fertilizer that blew up and it wasn't something else? Is that sort of been determined? Okay. So you, by going to see this film via virtual theater here in Los Angeles, uh, you can, you're also going to be contributing to help out people who were decimated by an incredible, if you've seen the footage, you just, it looks like something otherworldly that occurred in that part of the world. So, Thank you for your your uh, efforts to help out. Let's talk about some of these specific winemakers. Um, and I'll go back to you, Mark, because that is your your field here of knowing wine and all. And these people that you were able to pull, you mentioned Serge Jorge and some others that are in the film who are not just winemakers. They're these beautiful people that you would really want to spend a lot of time with. So uh, talk about some of those people. Oh, I mean, it's a very colorful cast of characters. Um, I mean, you have to in order to 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 do to make wine in this part of the world. I mean, we have um, in addition to Chateau Moussard, who is um, one of the most emblematic of wineries there. You know, we have um, a, a winery currently called Domaine de Barjalous, um, and they have a uh, they make wine in Syria, in in uh, just over the border in uh, from Lebanon in Syria. And they haven't been to the winery in uh, at least 10 years since civil war has been going on over there. So they have grape samples delivered by taxi, literal a taxi to their offices in Beirut to check the, the ripeness levels of the grapes uh, before the harvest. So there are many, many, many stories, though. Um, Mark, do you want to? Yeah, Mark, Mark Johnson. Yeah. Well, uh, talk about working remotely, right? So these guys are been doing it for 10 years, shipping barrels by taxi, grapes by taxi, checking the, the status of the grapes by phone and pictures. So they take things to a whole new level. But I think that's very common for all Lebanese, really, even outside the wine trade. Um, they have a particular skill set um, that's been handed down generation to generation that they have to figure out a new way, uh, a new path. And this, this is daily how to get to work, you know, uh, pre-COVID, you have uh, an explosion or a bomb or a checkpoint, which it doesn't allow you to, to get to your winery. 
or doesn't allow you to get to the port where you need to export your wines. I mean, it's constantly a struggle. And I think there's no smarter and more resilient culture that I've ever met or communicated culture. Like they don't do WhatsApp messages. They don't do text or emails. It's all by phone, straight talking, because that's the quickest way to get things done. And so you really come out of Lebanon uh, back to the United States and you feel like Neo from the Matrix. You just see, you feel everything's in slow motion around you because you've just lived in this high speed environment. Fascinating. And so this is this is me and Mark, you know, for nine months there. Imagine growing up there in this environment. I mean, you're you're like superhuman when it comes to communications and tactic solving. Well, and also this is a culture, a country where there are such a such a mixture of Christians and and Muslims, Sunni, Shia, a lot of the time it operates well, but then there are these occasional incursions of violence into this into this society that really are so disruptive and so destructive, but they seem to rebound. They seem to be very resilient people. And some of those people that we're talking about in that are in the film are talking about this extraordinary level of bravery it took just to get to their wineries and to make wine while all around them there are the horrors of war, literally shells being fired over the top of their winery while they're while they're there. It's just a remarkable story. Yes, there's um, a number of, of uh, times when this has happened. Uh, you know, Chateau Moussar in uh, 1984 is one of the most famous stories. And I won't give away the details, but, you know, the vineyards are we're in the in the buffer zone between Syria and Israeli lines and to harvest the grapes and bring them to their vineyard, which is, I mean, sorry, to their winery, which is uh, about two hours by truck, took five days, basically. Yeah. And uh, along the way, the grapes are fermenting, you know, because there's they've turned to juice at this point and the hot sun. So you have some remarkable stories of, of resilience and bravery, like you've said, which, which is, you know, w- one of the, points of the film is that we want to hopefully I feel like Mark and I have learned a bit from our about resilience and how what it really and I think you know that's what we try to hope to show through the film is that this is something we can all practice you know it's just a muscle that we can learn too. Thank you for that, Mark Ryan, because absolutely, I think, if, thank you for pointing it out. If there was ever a time in America where we needed to call upon our resilience, this it would be, this would be it, certainly, certainly since World War II, let's put it that way, because obviously World War II was a different animal altogether. But yeah, absolutely right. Mark Johnston, anything to add to uh, that? Yeah, I mean, a thought occurred to me, theoretically, like, if, imagine you're going to work and there have been drone strikes that are happening and, and cars that are exploded on the side of the road. And you're looking up and you're just seeing a drone, drone bombardments happening all over. And you could literally see the drones flying all over. I mean, they were like buzzing everywhere. So um, I, w- I was talking to Sammy Gosen the other day at Masaya, and he was just like, it was, you just did not know if you were going to get hit by a drone. And so we have a lot of privilege to be in a place where we don't have military. It's not a literally a war zone where you don't know if you are going to get hit or not. And I think a lot of innocent uh, people have have lost their lives over the course. And you could talk to any of the 
the winemakers. Luckily, we don't know anyone. Actually, that's not true. So on the last, uh, the explosion in Lebanon, um, uh, Shata Musar lost uh, their Serge's sister in the blast, really sadly. And that was the first really close to home moment that we learned about um, over the course of the seven years of making the film. So yeah. it's very real, uh, uh, the danger they live in. Um, yeah. Well, my congratulations to both of you for Wine and War. It is a, it's a terrific documentary. And again, you know, a subject I knew nothing about until I watched your film and came away f from it with a, a greater understanding of the courage it takes to make wine in Lebanon. Also a little more about the context of the region in which it comes from. And then those are, those are two things that are, you know, I'm thankful for. I truly am. So uh, to both of you, thank you so much. Um, the film again is wine and war, the untold story of wine in the middle East. And it will be out in virtual release here in uh, Los Angeles at the Lemley theaters. You can go to lemleytheater.com to find out you know, where and how you can virtually screen the film. And also that'll start on October 9th. And also you should know that the pro some of the proceeds will actually says all of the proceeds of the film's release will be donated uh, to the charity providing for needed medical care to the children without insurance at the Beirut's St. George Hospital, which was hit hard by the explosion, as you just mentioned, from August uh, 4th in the Lebanese capital of Beirut. So there is that. And to both of you, Mark Johnston and Mark Ryan, thank you so very much for your film. And thank you so much for spending some time with us here on Film School Radio. It's been a pleasure, Mike. It was a pleasure. Thanks. You've been listening to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. You can find out more about the program at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you next week with another edition of Film School Radio. Film School Radio.